a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. No. He, he, the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is no, no. That's wrong. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy. I've, got, I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they, they feel like wine. Bull rider. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? I can't remember. I can't remember and them I'm all either. Them. They're just too numerous. <laughs> Table Talk Radio, uh, Lutheran Theological Game Show, uh, Pastor Gigline and Pastor Wolfmuller here at your service. Now, I have a question, Pastor Wolfmuller. Ready. Um, when I prepare, uh, do, when I do all the show prep that you don't do, am I, I just want to know, who's the neighbor that I'm serving? Am I serving the listener or am I serving you? Both, yeah. Oh. And I appreciate it. Well, I'm I just thinking I need to clar- clarification because it depends on how uh, how much effort I put into the show prep. I mean, if it's <laughs> if it's then you you're serving the listener. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks, mom. All right. Uh, th- today on t- Table Talk Radio, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be and shout out to dad there <laughs> and Peter and Logan. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Uh, I found the- out about two more listeners last night. By the way, uh, uh, on purpose. Uh, yeah, Randy and Garen uh, listening, driving through the desert 50 miles each way on uh, on Tuesday nights. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, that's great. Um, Keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> we we get we get listeners in the desert when there's nothing else to listen to. So, there's there's not a, a radio tower within 500 miles of this place. I guess we'll put on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Going through the desert with the radio show with no name. <laughs> well, in store for this edition of Table Talk Radio, we are playing uh, Church Sign and Bumper Sticker Theology, and then Book of Concord. Or no, I'm sorry, Bible B. See, I got confused because we were doing show prep. Uh, this means our our phone call ten, for ten, ten minutes before the show. Uh, <laughs> I I threw up the idea of playing Book of Concord, and you're like, yeah, let's do that. Let's get Ketchumire, and then you email Ketchumire and say let's play Bible B. So I was really confused at what we were playing. So you we just throw him off and play Book of Concord B, and we'll just alternate rounds. He's probably spent all night reading the Bible, so he'd be ready. <laughs> let's ask Arch him nemesis. which which has he Ooh, read most right. recently <laughs> he could be my he could move from being my bible be arch nemesis to my book of concord be arch nemesis <laughs> yeah i'm sure that i got a totally rock and awesome buzzword for you by the way let's hear it it is a perichoresis it's a greek word it means uh uh interpenetration or uh, imminence, and it's the term to express the fact that each person in the Trinity has one divine essence, and that therefore the three persons are in one another and reciprocally interpenetrate interperme- and interpermeate each other. This is from 
uh, Peepers Dogmatics, volume 1, page 115. It's clearly taught in John 14, verse 11. I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Also John 17, 21. Uh, nevertheless, according to the Scripture, it does not follow from this mutual eminence, mutual eminence, perichoresis, that the Father and the Holy Spirit became man when the Son was made flesh. Only the uh, would-be wise heretic, as Luther said, pretends to uh, penetrate this mystery. Okay, and my theological buzz phrase for you is intermediate state. Uh, oh, nice. So the intermediate state uh, is talking about the period between uh, death and resurrection. This is one of those things that um, we don't know a lot about. And this is where, as, as Lutheran theologians, we let a mystery be a mystery. We don't speculate. But what we do know about the intermediate state um, is that those who die in the faith are present with Jesus. Or with Jesus. Right. So that's about all we know. There are uh, different theories out there which we reject, like soul sleep. Um, uh, what are some others? Um, mostly that one. Mostly that one. <laughs> so I think, uh, what, is it the uh, Seventh-day Adventists? Uh, they're really big on soul sleep that they uh, advocate I don't know. for this. It's, soul sleep kind of sneaks its way in uh, in a lot of different places, and you never expect it. And all of a sudden, someone comes alongside and whacks you on the, on the head with soul sleep. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. You know, you never expect the soul sleep. It's like it's like the <laughs> that's like the Monty Python. One never expects the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> sitting around and all the things come in. Now this is how it is. You never expect the argument about soul sleep, but it just sneaks up on you. It's one of those yeah, theological yeah. kind of ninjas. <laughs> it just sneaks up on you and attacks you when you're not ready for it. I am soul not soul dead yet. <laughs> I am not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You're sitting there, you know, you're talking about pre, uh, pre, uh, uh, Rocky's uh, spring training or something like this, and all of a sudden someone's arguing with you about soul sleep. What in the world? Where did that come from? Hey, if anyway. you if you have a question for us, give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. Let's go to the phones. Brothers Brian and Evan, I just wanted to let you, thank you for the 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 wonderful laugh you gave me. Uh, what? I listen, listening to your most recent program. Uh, this is uh, Pastor Porgy out in East Tennessee, and uh, I have, you you guys have replaced my listening to uh, Rush and all the other talk show programs as I'm uh, driving about song. doing the things that we pastors do. <laughs> um, and your your comments Doubtful. on Make It uh, Cost More Committee. And make it dumber committee and the super secret uh, make the problem make the solution worse than the problem committee. I just I had got a great laugh on that, so I want to tell you that I appreciate it. And I thought that maybe there could be some common sense appositional committees like the Kiss Committee, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, the uh, work smarter, not harder committee, and uh, maybe a good. Appositional committee to the uh, to the super secret make the solution worse than the problem could be. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You guys keep up the good work and have a blessed day. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Now this was Pastor. I'm sorry. I missed. 
I didn't catch the name either, but uh, Pastor in East Tennessee. This this, our friend Pastor there has shows a complete ignorance of the way bureaucracy works. (laughs) Uh, Keep it simple. Why don't Why don't you enlighten us, bureaucrat? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. These are these are antithetical to the to the committees that run a bureaucracy. I mean, keep it simple. That is totally self defeating. You have to understand the point. I mean, the super secret committee. Which, you know, the bureaucratic Gestapo is after me now that I've outed them. <laughs> the problem is they're too ineffective to get to me. <laughs> That's really saving grace. <laughs> the, the super secret make sure the solution makes the problem worse committee ensures that everyone still has a job next year. Because if your whole job is to fix a problem, then if you don't have a problem, then you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's true. All right. Well, we have another phone call to get to. Uh, uh, here's another one. If you have a, a question or comment for us, one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. Why, hello, Cable Talk pastors of great fame. I have a question for you. <laughs> I recently watched the uh, testimony of Matt Harrison on the issue of the contraception mandate and was fairly impressed with what he had to say. But I did wonder, at what point did the Lutheran Church begin to approve of non-abortification forms of contraception, and what was their... Um, reasoning behind the decision. Thank you. All right. Uh, so I'll I'll leave this to you, Pastor Wolf, and I want you to tell us the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the historical answer, and I'm sorry. Uh, I think we could though say a, a couple of comments about contraception. First of all, the uh, President Harrison, uh, who's the president of the Senate, uh, went to stand before the Congress to get lambasted and to say, "Hey, uh, <laughs> you're, you're don't steal woman. away our conscience." <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the, the response I, of Pre- <laughs> President Harrison, you're not a woman, so you don't have an opinion yeah, on the matter. <laughs> that's right. Not, oh, brother. It's crazy. Anyway, he did a valiant job uh, standing there and saying, look, this uh, health mandate that is requiring uh, all employers, including religious employers, to provide women's health, which is a code word for abortion, which is ridiculous. I mean, especially for the poor women that are being aborted. That's not much help for them. I mean, this whole thing is crazy. I cannot... I mean, I, I'm terrible to talk on this because it's just, I can't get past the statement, hey, we shouldn't kill babies. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get so caught. What, what else is there to talk about? Should we kill the babies? Well, no. <laughs> so then what? What's the point? But anyhow, contraception is a little bit different because we do speak uh, and say, want to say very clearly that any sort of contraception that will actually end a life, you know, that would abort a pregnancy is not, that's bad. Uh, there is uh, those contraceptions that claim, and so that would be a lot. Of, in fact, a lot of birth control uh, would uh, would have its birth controlling done that way, in that it, um, you know, it prevents uh, an egg that's been uh, fertilized from implanting in the in the wall of the of the uterus, which would be an abortion. So we're against it. Can't do it. It's bad. Um, there is, though, this uh, f- forms of birth control which pre- prevent conception, and there's a bit of an argument in the church about this. Um, some of the arguments are good. Some of the arguments are bad. 
uh, we do have the command of God to be fruitful and multiply. And so uh, husband and wives still have that command and, um, and, and, can't, and can't get around it. The Lord, of course, doesn't say how many times uh, you have to multiply, just the command to, to be fruitful and multiply. But this, I'm convinced, is put in the things in the realm of things below us. So there is a realm where human free will uh, can act, and husband and wife can can talk about these sorts of things, um, and say how how is it that we should have a family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One of the things where the argument kind of gets a little bit clouded is that in the Old Testament you have all of these um, passages about you know uh, uh, people practicing birth control, you know not having children and getting struck down by God, women mourning because they don't have children. I think in the Old Testament, the promise of having children is both law and gospel, though. And that's where we uh, misread it. Because in the Old Testament, every time they had a child, they were waiting for Jesus to be born. And so to not have children is not just to deny the Lord's law, his command, but also to deny his gospel promise of Christ. Ah, very good. Okay, we'll be right back on Table Talk, ready to play Church Sign and Bumper Sticker Theology. We can do no other. Table Talk Radio. Do the bumper stickers on your car say a lot? A lot about who you are or who you're not. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, time for some bumper sticker theology and church sign theology. How this works is you call us with your church signs and bumper stickers that you see uh, around as you're out and about, and then uh, we try to apply a worldview to them, discuss it theologically, and the number is 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, and uh, we'll talk about them here on the air. So, Pastor, do you have your uh, your worldview catalog ready? Got it, got it I do. Out, ready to uh, go? So far, our worldview catalogs, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. Jesus is my homecoming king, garbage in, garbage out. Dynamite, the Jeffersons moving on up. Bread alone, Pane Solo. A little less conversation, a little more action. That's for the pietist. God's a super nice guy. Haunted house evangelism. Just do it. And the world is getting better, and I'm the proof. Evolution. <laughs> those are our nine worldviews. All right. That, the, the, that's the worldview catalog, and that's available on our website, tabletalkradio.org. It is? It will be by the time this airs. And then... Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to uh, go to the phone. Let's go to your neck of the woods in Colorado with some bumper stickers. Hi, I don't normally uh, call in and leave messages, but uh, I saw a collection of bumper stickers that was just too funny. This is Jen in Colorado, and on the back of one car, there was a Free Tibet Now sticker, a Coexist sticker, and a K-Love radio station sticker. I died laughing. But thanks for a great show. Bye. All right. Is there a contradiction in those bumper stickers somewhere? I think Jen called the wrong number. Did you hear that? Thanks for the great show. Oh, I yeah. I think, Jen, you... you're looking for the God whispers, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, that pastor, by the way, I was hoping he says, I've put away all my other radio shows that I listen to. And I was hoping he would say, like the God whispers. <laughs> No, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if Rush knows he's losing listeners. 
Yeah. Listeners and sponsors to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah. All the sponsors that left Rush Limo because of his terrible jokes uh, are now just rushing their way over to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Be sure to catch Table Talk Radio on XM Radio later. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So we have, I guess, the two, I mean, Free Tibet, uh, I don't really know how that how that goes uh, politically or through, you know, ideology or whatever, but... Uh, the, I mean, the all those Cohen. guys over in Tibet are trying to trying to meditate their way to freedom, and it's just not working because <laughs> the Chinese have things called missiles. Yeah. So after after, <laughs> after they figured out that this whole praying your way into freedom isn't working, they said, well, "Let's make some bumper stickers and send them to America." <laughs> That'll be good. You know, I mean, that's Israel. That was Israel's whole strategy for a long time. We don't need anything but America on our side. Get the Americans. <laughs> I uh, I was over in um I was over in uh, Palestine, and they got and there's and there's this priest there and they were he was trying to build a college and they were you know the the israelis it was illegal for them to have a college so the israelis are kind of coming and and knock it down and the guy didn't he said i don't need a fence uh i don't need uh weapons or soldiers or anything to protect our school i just need friends in new york <laughs> <laughs> anyhow sorry so free tibet uh, then we coexist. have coexist, and then Caleb. That's our favorite. Now Caleb um, is. Oh, by the is, way, thank you for for playing the right bumper sticker hymn. I appreciate. You're it. welcome. Um, that's great. Uh, if I, had yeah, I known so I was serving Caleb the listener. Caleb is the Christian. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Then you would have played something else. Yeah. Uh, that's the Christian radio station that's here in town. Right. And about and it's it in, makes in sense everywhere, because by the look, way. it's all mysticism. Hate to break oh. it to you, it's not just in Aurora, Colorado. Really? K-Love is everywhere, yes. It's all mysticism. It's all mysticism. Okay. It's all the same. So why not? So so you're saying that there is a consistency here between K-Love and Coexist. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, the pietists, they say, look, doctrine doesn't matter. What matters is what? Your love. you got to love people. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. If I had a radio, a Christian radio station, it'd be, it'd be called... K doctrine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that would work. Anyway. Uh, Okay, so let's move on then. We're going to go over to uh, Houston, Texas. Hey, guys, this is Jeff from Houston. Just passed a church sign on a non-denominational church, I suppose. And the sign said, God's quarrel is not with material goods, but with material gods. Have fun. Thanks, bye. What in the world does that mean? Really, you don't know what this means. So, so it's not that having material things is the problem; it's making those things your god. So God's quarrel oh, is material see. goods with material gods. Yeah, this is you know the, people always say uh, money is the root of all evil, but we say no, no, it's actually the love of money that's the root of all evil. Or really, when you make a thing your god, is when you trust in it. So when you start to trust in your wealth for security. Uh, find your identity and your things, stuff like that. That's when the things become a god. So, and you can always tell a god because it demands a false god because it demands human sacrifice. I, so I suspect this is true. You know, Jesus even gives money, the idol of money, a name, Mammon. Mammon. So, yes, I guess um, it's right. It's good to make that distinction because uh, when you say that that money is the root of all evil, the next. Uh, question is, well, why does the church ask for it then? 
Although I kind of liked your, yeah. I like I liked your table talk radio uh, spot that you made several years ago. That <laughs> said, <laughs> do we still have that around here? <laughs> that said uh, that Luther but said that, that money was the root, or it was uh, the the most tempting god the or something like most that. Most common idol. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the solution for that is to give your money to table talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> pretty slick that's why we're rolling in gold over here in the table Doc radio studios <laughs> that's we, we we've had we have two mission starts now though <laughs> that's true we got the uh redeemer the theological the academy yeah yeah and then we got yours the, the fart going <laughs> goodness it's like it's like broadcasting with the a, super secret an program <laughs> nice that's good i think this would probably be um uh, I wonder what worldview this would go under. Bread alone, or um, the first one would probably be garbage in, garbage out. Karma, Eastern religion. Um, I don't know how, where this next. Do we, one do we get to make a new one? It could fit under haunted house evangelism. Just a bare statement of the law. I don't know. I'm not sure. You don't know. Let's move on. Uh, right. This next one is a church sign. Church sign. Need a lifeguard? Ours walks on water. All right. <laughs> that would be a. That would probably be the. Um, I wonder. That was Jesus is my homecoming king sort of thing. Uh, you know the picture of Jesus as a lifeguard, kind of got. Jesus in the Baywatch shorts, the red shorts, you know. <laughs> Got that big old red one thing of those that they I don't know. Torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, that's not a particularly helpful image. <laughs> no. yeah. It is an amazing text, though, when they're in the, uh, you know, when they're uh, in the boat and they're about to drown and Jesus comes walking across the storm and then Peter comes out and starts sinking. Oh, it's a stunning text. It's a picture of our own lives. Lord, help me. <laughs> our, our eyes are off Jesus, and they are good, get on the waves, and then we just start, just start, just take a dive, you know. Oh. <laughs> that prayer, by the way, it's come up twice now. We had it in that text, and then we just had it last week in the text where Jesus and, and the Canaanite woman, and uh, and 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 Jesus is ignoring her. You remember that? That's crazy. And then he says, "I didn't come for the dogs, and mm-hmm. just for the lost sheep, and even the dogs eat the crumbs." She falls down at his feet. Lord, help me. Uh, she's just looking for a word from Jesus, and then and Jesus commends her faith and heals her daughter, the demon. That's beautiful. That is. All right, one more. Here we go. Uh, let's. I wonder what. I, have you ever wondered what the church signs say in St. Paul, Minnesota? Oh yeah. Me, yeah. I me. was just wondering that just now. Oh well, I have your answer. Hey guys, this is Jim calling from St. Paul, Minnesota. Just want to report a church sign in the St. Paul Apostolic Tabernacle. When God says don't. He really means don't hurt yourself. See what you can do with that one, guys. Thanks. Oh, man. I don't even know what that means. This is a whole... Yeah, you know, there's a whole genre of church signs like this. And it's... uh, uh, The the worst one is uh, forgive your neighbor, not for their sake, but for your sake. You know that whole thing? Yeah. Where We've talked about that here. So when God says... Yeah, yeah, and it, it, so God says, "Don't." He really means, "Don't hurt yourself." Is so that we so here the law is so prohibitive, and God is a meanie pants. But no, no, He's really actually looking after you. Well, 
fine. The problem with that kind of thinking is that you you totally ruin the opportunity for Christian love. Because now when I'm going to go serve my neighbor according to the law, it's for it's for my own good, you see. And that makes it selfish, which is the chief and root of all sins, our own selfishness. That's not why God tells us to do and not do stuff, because he actually loves our neighbor and wants us to join in that love, not for ourselves. When we love, we're putting ourselves to death, uh, not helping ourselves. Yeah, I mean, Schleiermacher has completely won the day of church theology, so now it's just left, what's left over is is a, a psychologized form of Christianity, and it's all about, you know, forgiving so that you can get over the guilt and all this stuff. Awful stuff. All right, we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. What's that new sticker on your bumper? My neighbor asked because he thought it rocked. Three crosses, not just one. Theologians for the price of none. Table Talk Radio will be right back. It's time now for some Bible B, and on the line we have Pastor Brian Kachemeyer of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Now, we want to uh, hear about the Table Talk Radio mission start. Uh, one of the things that we we are very missional here on Table Talk Radio. and uh, so Mission-minded. Mission-minded. Mission-focused. Mission-driven. <laughs> missional. Missional. We're missional. Yeah, that's, that's right. So we, we have taken it upon ourselves to... Uh, uh, to fund a ministry. Now we're hoping this will be a self-sustaining ministry, not not the kind that you have to, you know, keep giving money to. We want. We are only. Yeah, yeah. We've given them. We've given them four years with pittance, and then we're going to cut them off dry. <laughs> we're not interested in any ministry that's not self-sustaining. So this is why this is why we're not sponsoring any campus ministries. <laughs> Although we would be extra. <laughs> We would be extremely jealous if uh, Pastor Ketchemeyer had more listeners than we do. So we want you to keep it under six, please. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pastor Ketchemeyer, tell us about Redeemer Theological Academy. Oh, sure, Evan. This is uh, great. What we have now is we have a lecture series on the website on all kinds of theological matters. We've just begun this process of posting these lectures these lectures will help you articulate the faith that you have in Christ, given to you by the apostles through the power of the Holy Spirit, giving you the word so that you can confess this faith to an unbelieving world. So these are going to be theological topics. So the first couple of uh, shows are going to be just about theology in general, that all theology is going to be centered in our Redeemer Jesus. But from there we'll move on to other things like the attributes of God, the Holy Trinity, justification, how you talk doctrine uh, to this unbelieving world. All right, how can people find out about this? Well, if they go to the website, it's uh, www.redeemertheologicalacademy.org. And that's where we will have these uh, podcasts posted. So far right now we have two lectures up, and we'll continue to put more lectures up as the weeks progress. Now, the, the question that's on the front of many people's mind, I know it's on the front of mine, is there any homework involved in this? Well, 
Well, being that you, you may listen to this at home, that would be homework. If you're listening to this in the car, that'd be car work. If you're listening to this on the jogging trails, that'd be jogging trail work. But the, the idea is that you're going to listen. I'm going to have some study questions so that you can take these podcasts, uh, further meditate upon them, better understand what, what's happening here in this, this wonderful gift of the scriptures that we have so that you can confess this to others. So really the homework is, is it's totally dependent on how much time you want to put into it outside of listening to these podcasts. Very good. So RedeemerTheologicalAcademy.org. All right. Uh, our, our, our I, by the way, have pulled up. There's two new cool things on the website. There's that, and there's your almost your, your new project, which is almost done. And then there is the Lutheran Insulter, which oh. I'm going to use every time Pastor Keshemeyer beats me <laughs> at uh, Bible Beef. <laughs> This is great. It has, yeah, it says, uh, you know, you just have an insult up here from Luther. So, here, you ready, uh, Pastor Ketchermeyer? You do nothing with all of your profusion of words but fight a fire with dry straw. <laughs> That's from the bondage of the wheel, by the way. And then I just have to press this button, insult me again, and another one comes up. <laughs> what happened to the house built on sand from Matthew 7 will also happen to you. Take that. <laughs> All right, so how Bible You people works. are more stupid than a block of wood. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I was going to say, don't worry, he'll run out pretty soon, but I don't think with Luther he will pretty soon. <laughs> I just knowing knowing from my reading of Luther. All right, how Bible B works is uh, each contestant gets um, three rounds of Bible verses, three verses, one verse, and then one word. And the task in this game is to identify what book of the Bible it appears in, and then we also talk about this in terms of law and gospel. And um, Pastor Ketchumar, if you could, as briefly as possible, to, uh, tell us the difference between law and gospel. Oh, well, and briefly as possible, the law comes from God's Word, which directly tells us what God desires that we would do. And when God shows us what He desires us to do in our fallen state, it will expose our sin and show how we fall short. Whereas the gospel, on the other hand, will reveal to us what God has done to rescue us from our own sin and all of our wretchedness. And so the gospel tells us about Jesus, his mercy, his love, his forgiveness. Uh, very good. So that is um, the distinction between law and gospel. And Pastor uh, Ketchumar, if you are ready for your first verse, um, then uh, we'll give it to you. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. And here it is. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, Who are these clothed in white robes and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Excellent. Now, Evan, what I'd have to say is this comes from the New Testament scriptures where we talk about the language of the Lamb of God who shed his blood for, for our salvation, the one who takes away the sin of the world. And you, you see this uh, vision, this, this image of the ascended Lamb who sits on the throne in the book of Revelation, where St. John sees this and he's speaking and the elders are talking back and forth to him uh, about this, and he's seeing this all take place. So the book of Revelation. Ah, that is correct. So 200 Table Talk Radio points for you. Uh, and also law and or gospel. Well, since it shows to us the wonderful uh, image of the Lamb seated on the throne, he, he's, he's now ascended into heaven. He is our high priest eternally, 
standing there for us. This is pure gospel, what the Lamb has done to take a stand for us in heaven to bring us with him there forever. Okay, and another... Oh, I'm sorry. You get 100 points for round one, but 200 points for law gospels, bringing you to a total so far of 300. Now, Pastor Wolfner, are you ready for round one? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, round one. The joy or, of... Oh, I, I, sorry. I, I forgot to tell uh, Pastor Ketchemeyer. Are you ignorant of what it means to be ignorant? <laughs> <laughs> You're the most insane heretics and engrafters of heretical perversity. How how can you insult multiple times for each round? I think he gets just one insult per round. Oh, okay. yeah, Evan? Well, you're Beelzebub. That is a man of flies. All right, your first round. The joy of our heart hearts has ceased. Our dancing has been turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. For this our heart has become sick. For these things our eyes have grown dim. Ooh. This is a, uh, okay, this little Bible passage here, it's a we passage. No, it's not, did you notice that? So it's first person plural, we. So it's a lament. The whole, uh, 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 so God's people confessing their sins. Uh, our eyes have grown dim because we've done this. We've sinned. This sounds definitely Old Testament because just I can't recognize where it might come from in the New Testament. Now, most of the time in the Old Testament, the prophets are sitting there saying, hey, uh, you guys got to repent, repent, repent. So it's a you sort of thing. Sometimes the prophets will take on the first person singular, I, I did this or that or this sort of thing. But you, that you have a we there, you have a, it, I think this is going to be from a historical uh, book where it's being reported that the people have gathered together to, in, in order to repent uh, to the Lord. Would you mind, and I'm sorry to ask this, but could you read the very first verse again, the first phrase? Um, yes, if you will give me a second, because I already closed my Bible. <laughs> I'm just see how hard it is for you to find okay. this. Okay, yeah. Oh, I got it right away. <laughs> what did you ask for again? The first verse or so, first few phrases. Okay. The joy of our hearts has ceased, our dancing has been turned to mourning. You know, it's, it's, it reminds me a little bit of the of like uh, Lamentations. This would be the uh, something in the Lamentations. Or um, uh, it could be um, the repentance that would be... You know, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say Lamentations. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> I didn't know the... This little three... I didn't know the, uh, th the first person plural was going to be a tip-off. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much else to go on in the, this little book written by the prophet Jeremiah. In you know, because Jeremiah is the prophet when um, uh, when oh, they're getting all sorts of trouble uh, in Israel. Is Jer Jeremiah is the prophet of the uh, Babylonian exile? Is that right, Pastor Ketchemeyer? He's he's not the Assyrian assault, is he? Do you remember this? When is he's Jeremiah? The one them he's later. Go he's into Babylonian exile, uh, but he says yeah. that uh, of course the Lord is with them in this whole process. Uh, right, and right. So this is uh, Jeremiah before the whole temple is going to be destroyed. Um, right, and so he has this lament, uh, this lamentations there, which uh, where the uh, the people are crying out for, for because of the calamity that's about to come on uh, the Lord's uh, the Lord's temple and the Lord's holy city. Okay, this is by the way repentance. So it's law with the and but always with repentance there's faith too. So you see even in the fact that they're repenting and and putting their sin in the uh, context of the Lord's rebuke that there's faith kind of underlying it as well. Those are the two parts of repentance. Uh 
uh, uh, contrition and faith in the promise of the forgiveness of sins. And both are, are at work there in the text. So this is law and gospel both. All right, going to the scoreboard, 300 to 300. Who will come Ooh. out on top? We'll find out after this next commercial break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Bible B is the game. We're joined with our guest, uh, Pastor Brian Ketchemeyer of Redeemer Lutheran Church uh, in Los Alamos, New Mexico, also the host of the brand-new podcast, Redeemer Theological Academy. Uh, you can check that out at theolog- RedeemerTheologicalAcademy.org. After this break, round two of Bible B, where our contestants get one verse. Uh, to decide uh, what book of the Bible this comes from. If you have any questions or comments for us, please give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, or you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org, questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back for this commercial break, more Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. Naomi and Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, and 400 years go by. Table Talk Radio. The games are just an excuse. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Bible B is the game, and it is time for Pastor Ketchemeyer and his round two. Round two, you get one verse of the Bible, and his challenge is to recognize which book of the Bible this comes from. Pastor Ketchemeyer, your round two is this. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, Unbind him and let him go. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, Evan, when we're talking about Jesus and, and the wonderful words and deeds of Jesus, we will look to the Gospels in the New Testament. And in particular, this one, Jesus raising the dead, since he is the resurrection and the life, uh, this would be in John's Gospel where Jesus proclaims the truth that that's who he is. He's come to raise the dead, and he raises Lazarus. So this is in the Gospel according to St. John. That is correct. Well done. Do you want to guess chapter for the fun of it? <laughs> a chapter for the fun of it. Uh, for the life of me right now, I'm thinking it's chapter uh, 10, but I- I'm not going to uh, bet $1,000 on that. <laughs> okay, you were close. <laughs> chapter 11 it is. <laughs> chapter 11. Okay. But, I couldn't recall which one it was, but I knew it was right about there. <laughs> yeah, but but not for fun, but for very serious Table Tech radio points. Uh, would this be law or gospel? Oh, well, this is the wonderful uh, deeds of Jesus restoring creation. So this is a work of Jesus bringing to life that which is dead. This is what God comes to do. He brings life where there is death. And so he restores Lazarus back to his life. Uh, And so this tells us who Jesus is and what he does, that he will restore us from the grave, too, when we die. For those who are in Christ are a new creation, and we need not fear death. So this is gospel. Correct. So that brings you to a total of for 600 Table Talk radio points. Congratulations. And now, Pastor Wolfman, are you ready for your round two? You drivel. Oh, hold on. How is it that you drivel like people in their second childhood? <laughs> that means I'm ready. Okay, thanks. All right, here's your verse. They hate him who reproves in the gate 
and they abhor him who speaks the truth. They hate him who reproves in the gate, and they abhor him who speaks the truth. Now, this gate business, uh, this is where the, this is like the courthouse in the ancient world, you know. The elders would go to the gate, and they would, that's where judgment would be passed. So, if, like you remember the book of Ruth, that's where, uh, that's where they had to go to make this arrangement is, are you gonna buy this Boaz's field and marry Boaz's, uh, you know, or the, Boaz is gonna marry the, uh, Ruth and, by the field and everything like this. So anyway, uh, the gate is an important place. So to hate the one who reproves in the gate is to hate the wise uh, who are judging. Now, what is the second part? They hate the one who reproves in the gate. I closed it because you had it memorized. Whoa. What are you doing? <laughs> you keep closing I'm getting ready it. for the next... Are you going to remember what book of the Bible it's from? <laughs> I'm getting ready for the next round. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You are an, a wolf and apostle of Satan. That's what I have to say. <laughs> you are ignorant, stupid, godless blasphemers. Yeah, Luther's are kind of rough. Yeah, you're, you're, you're really turning people off Luther. <laughs> and on to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you, you hate the one who reproves in the gate, and you do something else. That's where the whole key was that I was going to get where this is from. <laughs> I'm still doing it. Uh, and you, you have another. Look, are you try, You have trouble remembering what uh, <laughs> what order the minor prophets are in. Is that why you're having so much, such time getting to this? <laughs> no, no it's just, there's so many pages in this particular book. I just have a hard time finding the particular yeah, verse. But you know, oh, but notice it doesn't say you. It says they. So it's a preaching against. Yeah, I'm 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 focusing in on and the they pronouns. Poor him a, who speaks the truth. Yes, so it's talking about people and their sin to uh, presumably, uh, so it's a descriptive thing. It's not a preaching directly to, but a descriptive thing about uh, someone else. So um, this would probably be in the prophets, in the Old Testament, and probably in God speaking to the prophets, describing his own people, giving kind of spiritual insight into their own sin. They abhor those who speak the truth. This, the other way it could be, though, the other place it could be, would be like in Proverbs, where Solomon will lay out what the fool looks like. And he says, you know what the fool looks like? They look like someone who doesn't uh, respect those who make a judgment, etc. So, uh, one of the prophets, or uh, a wisdom book, like maybe Ecclesiastes, but probably Proverbs. I'm going to go with Proverbs. Oh, I'm so sorry. That is incorrect. Um, you were looking for the book of Amos. Amos. I should have known. Pastor Ketchumar was preaching on Amos for uh, Lent down there. He probably knew all about that. Yep, I'm sure he did. Uh, this is law, by the way. Law, law. okay. <laughs> all right. Well, unfortunately, you don't get any points for, for law gospel. So uh, 300 to 600 is the score, but don't worry. There's 200 points available for the, the last round. Uh, there's 300 points and then also another 200 if you correctly identify law and or gospel. So this is uh, round uh, three with one word. Now, Pastor Keshema, I have two options for you. I have a word that appears twice in the in well, it appears in two books of the Bible, and you have to identify both of them. Or I have one that only appears once. Oh, brother! <laughs> you want to you want to pick there? He's, you make him giddy. He's not used to having a free will choice down there. He's too <laughs> weak. <Yeah. to> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Does the list keep going? There's there's one. There's three words that appears three times. No, in no, no, three no, books, no, no. Four sorry. words, four times. <laughs> uh, just give me the one word in the one book because uh, I, I I don't know about the two books thing. Okay, so somewhere in the book uh, or somewhere in the Bible, the word. Esther appears only in one time in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the word Esther only appears one time no, in the Bible. No, 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 in one book of the Bible. It appears many times in this one book. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right. Uh, what a I stumper. Would guess the book of Esther. <laughs> that is correct. How did you deduce that? <laughs> well, for a minute there, I was thrown off because I thought it only appeared once in one book. Uh, but you're saying it appears multiple times in one book, but that's the only book. Right. Uh, because the book's about Esther. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that oh, is great. brother, your so. gloating is making me go back to... I'm tired of the pestilent voice of your sirens. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, is Esther law or gospel? Is Esther law? Or gospel? Well, Esther is one of God's people. Uh, so, as creation is creation law or gospel? I, I, I don't. Oh yeah, that's law. That's law. No problem. Law or gospel type thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but since Esther is one of God's creations, who He created uh, out of His love. And Esther is one of God's people who, out of his mercy, he has chosen her. Uh, I would say gospel insofar as uh, that. Okay. I will give you 200, or 200 <laughs> points for that. So that brings This venom, <laughs> the mere smell of which kills a man. <laughs> <laughs> brings you to a total of 800 Table Talk Radio points. Oh, no, no. Six, six is nine and then uh, 11. Sorry, I did the wrong column. 1,100 Table Talk Radio points. Patrick Buffalo, you have 300, so good luck here. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So your (laughs) one word. You are not a pious fraud, but an infernal (laughs) diabolical fraud. Your one word, which only, and I checked, only appears in the Bible one time in all of Holy Scripture. uh, And that one word is freshly. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you know, I'm against adverbs, too. I'm totally opposed to adverbs. Now, let me think here. Uh, freshly. That uh, freshly is, it seems like, so you got the idea of something being new. Uh, it, I don't know why freshly brings me to kind of uh, plant into the plant world, kind of a botanical sense to it. Maybe because that's how we think of fresh food. But it could be, I'll bet you it's something not like that, like, um, I bet you it's something really kind of gross, like f- freshly cut, you know, pe- we're talking about grass, like freshly cut grass is the, the people that are cut down, uh, soldiers that are uh, wounded, armies that are destroyed, um, <laughs> so that so that the Lord is, uh, is using this to kind of strengthen his preaching of the law. Now, you would think that this would be a, a narrative text, um, freshly, oh, wait a minute, freshly hewn, freshly hewn wood. Huh? There's a, there's a, there's a, the the tomb of Jesus is referred to as a new, newly carven tomb. I wonder if that if that word freshly could work its way in there. Uh, or, uh, but I'm I'm gonna guess that because of this is the adjectival nature of this word, and because the prophets are the ones who could really kind of 
artistically bring to bear the Lord's law and gospel in such a way. Uh, and because the most perhaps uh, beautifully written of all of the prophets would be uh, apparently from the people that know this stuff, would they would say he, uh, the Hebrew there in Joel. I'm going to guess the prophet Joel. Unbelievable. No, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the rest of the the phrase and see if you can get it. All right. uh, a freshly picked olive leaf. Oh, freshly picked olive leaf. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Uh, that would be Genesis, right? Uh, the uh, the dove in Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. And that, 8, by the 11. way, is uh, that's gonna be gospel. That's uh, that's gonna be the uh, the promise that the Lord's not gonna bring the destruction of a flood on the people anymore, and that the Lord has seen His promise. To give Noah and his family life for the sake of his his Correct. All right. Congratulations. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. When the music stops, the intermediate state begins. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.